Hey, this thing is tough, man. It's tough, this thing. Even at the university, it's the morning routine university. Hey, it's still recording, yeah? 49 minutes, yeah? Basically, like what we do is in the context of leadership and entrepreneurship. So I'm not sure if you know much about the podcast, but it's basically to help leaders and entrepreneurs on their journey and help them execute and, you know, get the necessary mindset. And this is only the beginning. Today's guest learned how to make his first website at the age of 19. Uh, it was here where he realized how much he enjoys programming. Funny enough, he already had a job as an auditor at one of the big four accounting firms, PwC, but then decided to study computer science full time. And since then, honestly, he hasn't looked back. He was part of the Vodapay development team, uh, one of the most popular apps to be launched in South Africa in 2021 and was even recognized by the group CEO himself. Uh, the app already has more than 1 million downloads in just three months. Uh, he also co-founded EasyCode, an, on, an online code tutoring company that introduces people to the world of programming as young as nine years old a truly truly revolutionary company i love their work and he also founded letterbox when he was in the university and he won the best tech startup at the university of pretoria uh, i am honored to be chatting with ngoni muchu welcome to the show ngoni uh, thanks Sifiso, and thank you for uh, the introduction uh, it really is an honor to be invited to be on this podcast. Uh, I've been watching the different uh, guests that you've had on, and I think it's such a great idea to, you know, have, bring on entrepreneurs and have conversations about their journeys to, just to inspire others. So it's an honor to be uh, having this conversation with you. No, I love it. It's an, it's an honor to have you as well, you know, and I especially love bringing on uh, young trendsetters, you know, people who are we're young of age, but are doing things that are somewhat outside their capacity or perceived capacity, you know, and I truly love the work you've done um, ever since you started Letterbox. So thank you for coming on. Uh, now, of course, business is not a one-man sport. And whenever I think of business, I always think back to Mbogozo Khatra's words. He's on the, the webinars with me, but he always says, your net worth is in your network. And I think it's such a profound statement, which is, you know, I mean, of course, true. And of course, in entering business and starting a company, it can often be wise to bring in uh, partners. So, Ngoni, I know uh, in Easy Code, you're working with Tato Chukuru and Cheho Fatso Isaac. Uh, of course, you all being entrepreneurial minded and driven towards that great purpose that you guys have. So I want to hear it from you. How does one actually go about finding the perfect business partner in a venture? 
Yes, it's a very good uh, question, Sikisa, and uh, you're very right. Um, it's very, very important to have uh, good business partners that you work with uh, in whatever business venture that you start. And it actually is advised to uh, not go it alone because uh, it's advised to have people who can bring on complementary skills to help you grow the business. Um, I think um, I looked at three main things when I was looking for uh, partners uh, for to work with on Easy Code. Um, the first thing is I looked at the skills that the people had, the skills that they're bringing onto the table, and um, I think that's is a very important thing because you actually want someone who can help you reach uh, your goals as a business. Uh, so you actually need to find people who have the right skills. And it's not necessarily people who have the skills that you have. It's actually very good to look for people who have complementary skills that can actually help you um, reach your goals as a business. Um, and then, especially for uh, smaller businesses or startups, especially, it's very important to look at the relationships um, that you have with people. Usually, they actually invite, like, advise you to um, find people that you know already, people that you worked with before or people that whose personalities that you know because it can be quite difficult um, to start a business so you don't want someone who, who uh, then becomes a, a problem to work with you know you want someone who um, you know you have a shared vision and can actually work alongside you to build the business um, and then also uh, it's very important to actually find people who have a good uh, entrepreneurial track record uh, so people are self-starters, self-starters, people who are people who have grit, like people who have that uh, whatever it takes mentality. Uh, people are optimistic, you know. Um, it, so I think those are the three main things I consider. And uh, I think as you mentioned with the Easy Code, I'm working with Tato and Seho. Tato is someone I already knew where the same university, same uh, residence. And uh, I knew of his skills. He's someone who studied computer science, but he's also someone who uh, likes getting things done. He's someone who already published his own book. I, um, like uh, by the time he was in varsity, which was quite an impressive achievement. Also with Teho, uh, I knew Teho. She was a very close friend of my friend. Um, and uh, she was also entrepreneurial. She has a very successful YouTube channel. Um, and she also has, uh, kind of having business this is something she's passionate about so i knew like these people these are people i could work with these are people i've shown in the past that look these are people who can get things done who like um, creating things so those are the things that i considered when uh finding partners for easy code and so far it's just been an amazing team it's been great working with them well it's very evident of course in uh, what you guys have actually produced in an easy code and you know i i've gone through the website so many times but just because it's so appealing and uh how you guys have packaged everything and how you guys have have sort of laid everything out for the user i think is incredible of course <laughs> you guys being a coding and programming uh company should of course not do code and program but i think what you guys are doing is truly phenomenal when i when i chat about it more in depth a bit later but i think you touched on something so important there uh, and i think it emphasizes the sort of need for networking especially within entrepreneurship is the fact that you have to actually know the person that you're going into uh, a business with be it a partner or a shareholder investor anything like that because you're essentially tied to that person. I'd, I'd even call it a marriage uh, to some great extent 
So truly knowing the person comes from establishing relationships in your past. And you never know where these relationships are going to take. And I think that right there is the beauty of networking. So thank you so much, Ngoni. I appreciate that insight right there. Um, and I think one one daunting aspect of entrepreneurship in the minds of many um, is the lack of a set path to success. You know, And of course, this then opens the door to a lot of ways to achieve what you actually are looking to achieve. And something that I think a lot of people uh, are are quite curious about at the moment. I know I was definitely, when I started out in entrepreneurship, uh, business incubators. So what what exactly is a business incubator and, and how can it help entrepreneurs in their journey? Uh, of course, would you recommend them as well? And if not, if so, why? Yeah, so I think it's very important for uh, businesses to get as much support as they can get. Uh, basically, an incubator, I think, simplest definition, is just an organization which helps uh, small businesses, startups, and individuals to develop and grow their businesses. Um, so there actually are organizations out there um, that uh, whose main purpose is actually to help uh, small businesses. And I think that's great. Uh, some of them uh, do this for profit. They can offer, um, they can maybe get into a, um, a profit sharing arrangement with you. Others are there, um, a non-profit organizations. The government actually has uh, incubators for small businesses. So I think it's very important um, as an entrepreneur to actually uh, do a bit of research, find out uh, what incubators uh, you have access to, because some of them specialize in certain types of businesses, and um, can really, really help you. Uh, for example, with Letterbox, um, we were incubated by the University of Pretoria's uh, own uh, business uh, incubator called Tax Innovation, and uh, they helped us quite extensively. Uh, they helped us with coming up with a good and strong business plan. They helped us with networking. They helped us with funding, and they even assigned a business mentor to us, uh, who I would meet with regularly. Uh, she was uh, from the industry, she had been one of the executives at MTN for quite some time and she had a lot of industry knowledge so it really, really helped us uh, when we were uh, incubated for tax innovation. So I'd highly recommend um, uh, young business owners uh, to, to actually do a bit of research, find out uh, what incubators are available and uh, you know apply to them. We even applied to an uh, incubator based in the uh, United States called Y Combinator uh, I think we applied twice and we actually finally made it to the um, uh, final stage where we actually got an interview with uh, the CEO, Michael C. Bell, and that was quite exciting for us uh, because the same incubator where companies such as Dropbox, um, companies uh, such as Twitch, they actually went through that incubation. So yeah, it's something I would definitely recommend to young people to consider. Yeah, I think I think I think that's phenomenal. You know, truly just showing uh, people out there what really is possible, and you know, anything is possible. And yes, I 100% agree with you there. In terms of, uh, we need as much help as possible. You know, it's a tough journey, and there's so many challenges, so many obstacles in the way. Uh, what better way to learn from what somebody either didn't do or did not do, and through the support of those who have been through, you know, this somewhat similar journey of course in a new age um now i want to chat a bit about easy code you know, 
I've said this before quite a bit, uh, but I'm going to say it again now. I think your work there is phenomenal. Uh, how you're looking to bring coding and programming education to the youth. And honestly, this takes quite a lot because you're taking something that is so complex and making it accessible to a child. And I said this in the beginning, I still don't you know, really believe it, but a child as young as nine years old. Uh, you have driven to build, uh, or you are driven to build South Africa into, into a global technology powerhouse. And this is something that I truly can resonate to as we at Learn Smart, of course, look to drive Africa to be an African participant in the fourth industrial revolution. So I'd like for you to just please expand uh, on all this, Ngoni, and please just let us know what drove you to pursue Easy Code. Uh, so yes, um, Easy Code, basically, I think you did mention, I learned how to code when I was uh, 19. All right and uh, basically how it happened is that uh, i had a friend uh, who needed a website and they, they didn't know anyone who could do it for them so i just had a bit of free time i'm like not i'm gonna look on the internet and see if there's something i can actually learn and build the website for you and surprisingly enough there were lots of good resources um, where i was actually able to to learn how to build a simple website um, and that's when I actually fell in love with programming. Before that, I did not have the opportunity to learn programming. And um, then I then uh, decided to actually get into uh, computer science and software engineering full time. Um, but when I learned uh, programming, right, I immediately wished that look. I wish I started doing this like ten years earlier, like uh, five years earlier. Like I just felt like this is something I could have actually picked up at a much younger age. Um, and, uh, you know, there's so many stories of, uh, you look at some of the biggest uh, uh, tech companies in the world, like uh, Facebook, Google, um, Microsoft. These were built by people who had started programming when they were at primary school level, who had been exposed to programming at primary school level, uh, who had realized that it's actually not as complicated as people who make it to, to be. So with EasyCode, uh, I think been in the industry for two, three years and I actually made so many other software engineers who shared the same sentiment as I did that, look, I wish I'd actually started learning this uh, at a much younger age. So that's when I said, look, why not um, make this wish a reality for other kids who are still in primary school, you know? Um, so we then set out to like, create a, a tutoring company that would um, be able to bridge this gap, that would be able to introduce uh, programming to young people. And um, uh, even I think you, there's a, a large misconception that programming is, is very, very complicated. It actually isn't. Um, I think it just depends on how you, uh, how someone approaches it, how approaches it, how it's taught to you. Uh, so even that's why we even named our company Easy Code. You know, like it's not complicated. It's Easy Code. You, <laughs> like uh, the precision you have of something of something actually do, uh, determines how well you'll be able to learn. So we decided to name our company Easy Code because basically that's what we want to do. We want to make programming accessible to as many people as possible here in South Africa and the world. And our goal is actually with programming is actually not to make every child a software engineer. Uh, but you do learn a lot of problem-solving skills by learning programming. 
uh, and it also helps you use the tools that in whatever career that a person then chooses, you actually have a better understanding of how the tools that you've been using work. Uh, so yeah, that is the story of Musical. That's how it came about. And we're quite excited with the work that we're doing. And we really do want to uh, make South Africa um, a global technology powerhouse because it's something that definitely can be done. You know, I found, I found that quite interesting uh, when, you, when you spoke on how uh, through coding you look to actually rectify and instill one of the key somewhat areas of uh, the future of education being problem-solving skills um, integrated into people. It's not just growing uh, programmers or coders, but people who are able to solve problems. And I think that that approach there is something so, 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 so profound because, of course, the world is changing, the world of work is changing, and the skill requirements in uh, workplaces of the future, even now currently, are rapidly, rapidly changing. And, you know, coming generations will need to, of course, more and more know how to solve problems and think creatively as opposed to regurgitating information, which is our current education system. So, yeah, I mean, I must say you're really meeting a deep, deep, deep need there. And you've spoken something which I'd like to, you know, somewhat highlight on a bit is how you taught yourself how to code and program through YouTube, something that is essentially free, you know, and I think it really highlights the fact that we, especially as the youth, uh, we somewhat take for granted these resources that we have, because these resources actually feel so much power that is beyond what we can even fathom. So um, I truly love that. And now I'll be very honest in this podcast, uh, but we are a bit biased towards entrepreneurs and education. Uh, it might be, I'm just saying it might be because I'm also in the sector, but honestly, it's it's because of how one of its core principles, which is continued learning, is deeply integrated into entrepreneurship. And, you know, I've spoken to Johan Farouf and Byron Wood of Dork. I've also chatted to Aaron from One to Three Shooters. And now, of course, you're here on Goni. Uh, now, this is a question that I've asked all these great leaders, and I'd love to get your view on this as well. But how would you define learning and what can people uh, do above and beyond their qualifications to ensure that they get the necessary skills and knowledge to succeed in this new world? Um, yeah, learning is uh, uh, quite, quite, quite important. Um, I mean, there's a quote attributed to Nelson Mandela, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. And I fully believe that you know, uh, that um, it's very, very important for people to learn and get educated and acquire more knowledge, uh, which basically is what learning is. Basically, in the simplest form, it's just the acquisition of knowledge. And uh, thankfully, we now live in a world where it's very easy to acquire um, knowledge about anything that can be of interest to you. Uh, you mentioned YouTube. Right, that's just one part of it. Uh, there are Udemy and platforms like that. There are websites with tutorials. Uh, there are tutoring companies such as EasyCode, uh, which are fully online. There's so many ways that um, one can acquire knowledge, right? Uh, and it's so easy to do, like from the comfort of your home. If you just have an internet connection, you literally have access to a wealth of information which just wasn't possible like 100 years ago. Like back in the day, uh, you 
had to find a library. You know, if you wanted to uh, learn about a new topic outside of school, like you had to find a library and not everyone had access to libraries in the area. But nowadays, like the internet is literally, is a library of information that anyone can uh, access at any time. Um, so I'd highly recommend uh, entrepreneurs and anyone, um, you know, if you are working in any industry, in any sector, um, to fully utilize, you know, the internet to learn more about um, about what you're doing. Uh, just like the benefit of the internet, it's very easy for you to acquire information. The internet also means that sometimes the competition that you have is global, right? Um, so you, for you to be competitive, you have to make sure that uh, you stay up to date with the uh, industry standards. You acquire as much knowledge as you can to provide value in whatever uh, industry that you're in. So yes, so I do agree with you. Like it's very, very important for people to be able to learn new skills or to improve on the skills that they already have. I like how you brought in that, you know, concept of, of competing on a global level. And I think it's, it's something that we can truly thank technology and of course the internet for in terms of how it's, it's truly just connected uh, so many different people, you know, together. And now more than ever, I mean, and it's why I'm so excited when I, when I speak about stuff like this, but now more than ever, I feel Africa is in the best position to to somewhat drive the fourth industrial because now more than ever we have more information on uh, the progressive uh, economies you're talking about of course uh, the powerhouse of the u.s and all those uh, different industries uh, we have insight into uh, what's happening what's working and it's sort of inside of what's happening now of course it's just up to how we use it as you as you so i'll uh, put it there um, and tech just really has been a game changer in this world uh, and building on this i want you to tell us here Ngoni, how how entrepreneurs can effectively utilize technology in their businesses to either grow them or or just get more uh, somewhat influence attraction yes um they say that the world now runs on technology and that you know technology has made the world a a global village. Uh, so there are many ways in which um, entrepreneurs can harness technology to um, grow their businesses or to just learn more about the industry at the end. Uh, I think the first one is what I was already talking about uh, previously about acquiring knowledge, uh, how you can use the internet as a technology platform to acquire knowledge. Um, and this is a very important one. If you're an entrepreneur, you're um, you're a business owner, you want uh, other people to get to know about your business, All right? Uh, so that's where digital advertising comes into play, where um, you can easily harness digital advertising to access a wider uh, customer base and a more targeted and uh, focused customer base. Uh, I think traditionally advertising used to be through like uh, print or billboards, which still serve its purpose. But with digital advertising, you can really fine tune the audiences that you want to reach. And it's also very inexpensive compared to traditional means of advertising. 
So I actually only started using digital advertising, I think two years ago, and I was quite impressed by how you can just buy a simple ad on Facebook or on Instagram and be able to reach thousands of people for uh, very affordable amounts of money. So yeah, I think that's just very, very like one important uh, part of uh, aspect of technology that you can use to grow your business. And then uh, this is specifically for uh, tech-focused um, entrepreneurs. Um, you can harness technology, especially like in software products, to solve problems that can scale globally. Uh, you see the likes of some of the big tech companies out there, Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp. These are the problems that they were solving was communication, right? And then start by just solving that problem for a few people, maybe in your area, your university, in your town. And then you can use that same uh, solution globally. You know, it's technology that enables you to do that. You look at uh, platforms like Wikipedia, they just solve the problem of access to information. Um, and then they're able to grow and scale their products because that's a global problem. That's a problem that people around the world have. So I think, yeah, it's just a few things I want to touch on, but it's just very important to harness technology as much as you can to grow your business as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I love this. I love this. And I know, you know, people listening are truly uh, gaining a lot of value and insight into this. And, you know, I really want to touch on and just rehash what you said there. Uh, you know, I think we as entrepreneurs, and also in this African and South African context, need to expand what is possible um, in this world. You you spoke on so well how uh, technology and software can uh, somewhat scale a business uh, to be a global business, and that right there is possible. I think one of the best examples I have, more so in education, is Get Smarter, which of course, we started right here in South Africa now has a scale globally is an immensely, immensely big business. And that that is the potential for what we can do. Uh, we don't we don't have to be in the US. We don't have to be in the progressive economies to grow a company on their level. I love that right there. And we are bound to face numerous challenges uh, on this path to to success or on this path that we are traveling. Uh, but I think especially in the field of entrepreneurship, challenges and failure uh, become somewhat the norm. Uh, Goni, what, what challenges have you faced in growing your business and how can others overcome similar challenges should they be facing them? That's a very good question, uh, and I think it's something that's always very important to talk about with you when we talk about entrepreneurship. That you will face challenges, like uh, whatever um, business venture that you're starting or you're working on. There are some challenges that you face. There are some obstacles uh, that you need to overcome. Um, and from our end, I think just two main ones come to mind. Uh, first of all, we worked on the courses that we had, right? And we tested them, friends, family, as many people as we could. Then we got to a point where we were like, you know what, we now need to commercialize this. We now need, need to actually get um, customers, students who will sign on for these courses. And I think that was our first big hurdle, actually uh, getting exposure to uh, 
customers and to be able to grow our business. And um, basically, that's when digital advertising came into play. Uh, we heavily advertised on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we created our social media accounts, and um, we even like advertised like initially on our WhatsApp, like on WhatsApp, you know, like just to people who have our numbers. Like I think that's something people look down upon, but you can actually. Uh, use that it's a free tool that you have access to you can just post a status about what you're doing uh, other people may give you advice other people may give you referrals and other people can actually sign up for whatever business that you have so I think our first uh, major uh, uh, hurdle that we had to overcome was uh, ex- exposure to more customers and then there's also an issue of trust when in industry whereby um people want to be able to trust that they'll get uh, good quality information from you. Uh, so I think this is something that we tackled by just having a, a very professional presence online. I think you mentioned that you saw our website. And also we got referrals from uh, the happy customers who would have gone through our courses and have given good feedback about our courses. Um, because I think referrals are very, very powerful, like whatever it is that you know, whatever business that you're in, because if someone is happy enough with the service to refer you to someone else, it means that they trust you enough um, to be able to refer you to someone else who values their opinion. Um, then finally, just time. Uh, creating a new business requires a lot of uh, effort and time. Um, you might need to work late nights, you might need to work on weekends. Um, and that's basically what we do because all three founders, we do have uh, full-time uh, jobs for the hours, uh, but if we still uh, have to find like um, a lot of other time to actually grow the business, to uh, do all the work that uh, we do on the business. Um, so I think, with time, I think it, it matters a lot to actually know before and before you get into entrepreneurship, before you start a business, that that's something that would definitely take up a bit of your time and you have to be willing to make that sacrifice. Um, and I think it's important usually to actually work on something that you are passionate about and that you believe in. Uh, and I think that's what that's what the case is with Easy Code. This is something that I actually enjoy doing uh, all the time. like. Um, it doesn't feel like work to me. It feels like I'm actually, um, you know, doing something I fully enjoy and actually making a change in other people's lives. Um, and then it also really helps to work with uh, a great team because uh, that also helps motivate each other uh, when you do encounter obstacles and difficulties. So, yeah, I think those are some of the challenges that uh, I've we've come across and uh, some of the ways that we've dealt in as a team. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And, uh, you know, this this conversation has already been so value-driven. So I'd just love for you to end off uh, for us today with, with just giving us a few lessons that you've learned on your journey that you feel would be helpful for any entrepreneur or leader uh, in their journey? Uh, yeah, I've learned 
quite a lot. Uh, it's been quite an interesting journey, quite an enjoyable one. I think I'll just touch on two main things that I've learned. Um, the first one being uh, perseverance, right? Um, I think that's something that's spoken about a lot, but I think there is a reason why people speak about it a lot. Um, I recently came across a quote where someone was saying that uh, grit is more powerful than talent. And I actually strongly believe that, um, that um, the more time and effort you put into something, the more progress you make, right? Um, building a business does not happen overnight. It takes time. And sometimes, in most cases, it actually takes way more time than usually than you plan off in the beginning. But if you persevere, you will end up um, uh, making progress and reaching your goals. And then the second one, which is also very closely tied to perseverance, the power of believing in oneself. Um, I always like when I talk to my friends, I always say that, you know, everything we see in the world right now, right? Every company that we see, every building, every institution, it all started off as an idea in someone's head. You know, it just started off as an idea like, okay, I want to maybe build a building like this. I want to create a company like this. And it took that person believing in themselves to actually then sit down and start working on that idea um, until it became something tangible, something that we see or something that we actually use in our day-to-day lives. So, yeah, I think those are the two main lessons uh, from my journey that I do want to share. Uh, that of perseverance, that uh, you do definitely need to persevere. Uh, and you have to believe in yourself. You have to know that you're fully capable of um, achieving whatever you set out to and that if you just put in the time and effort you will get there perfect 100 percent now i'm sure i'm sure people listening to this um are inspired uh, first of all by what you've done but more so about uh everything that you are going to do in this world so how can how can people uh somewhat catch up with you how can people find you on social media and also where can people learn more about easy code all right um so easy code we are uh we have a presence on facebook on twitter on instagram if you want to reach out to us um and uh we also uh, have a website easycode.com or easycode.co.za and uh, you can actually chat with us directly from the website um, then in my personal capacity I'm very active on LinkedIn um, so I think that's one platform where if you send me a message on LinkedIn I would, uh, I would definitely respond within 24 hours um, but uh, definitely do uh, check out uh, easycode.com see the courses that we have we're actually recently branching um into courses for adults uh, we have a web development course there so it's not only courses for children but also courses for adults who might be interested in learning about technology and about programming well, that's perfect then yes guys do check him out on linkedin and 
guys please 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 if you don't do it for yourselves do it for me uh check out easy code check out the website all the great courses they're great website layout also check them out in the socials as well uh, all of the links are going to be in the description uh but as for that Ngoni, thank you so much for joining me today everything that uh, we just spoke on was so insightful and i truly wish you nothing but prosperity my brother oh thank you very much uh, Sikisa. i really enjoyed uh talking with you it's been an honor